tyranny. It's as American as beer and baseball. This is the America Beer, Baseball, Tyranny podcast with your hosts, Joshua Sopko and Aaron Bloomer. Not bad. How are you doing, dude? I'm great. I'm great. What is this we have on this table? This is my treat for the day. Okay. This is hams. It is. From since 1985. 1865, excuse me. I don't know what I said. 1865. 1865, yeah. Which I don't remember when my other favorite beer was made. 1892, maybe? I don't remember. But this is from the land of the sky blue waters. If you've ever seen the commercial, it's a cartoon bear, and he's singing this song with drums, and he's floating in a canoe, singing a song about the hams, the land of the sky. I can't get the tune in my head, but yeah, it is awesome. So this is my treat, hams, beer. See, I always thought the land of the sky, blue waters, was like not Milwaukee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any history about this. uh, Because it's brewed here. In Milwaukee. And it is fantastic. All right. So this is what's going to kick us off today. Let's go. Uh, A couple housekeeping pieces here. Oh, okay. We got merch. Yes. Uh, We've had official orders. Um, I messed up last week because I forgot to throw out a a big uh, thank you to my friend Jeremy, Mm. who provided the beer and also was our first official merch sale. So thank you, Jeremy. Um, yeah, man, it's on our website. It's on our Facebook page. I threw some long sleeve shirts up there the other day. We've got logo stuff. We've got the, and the fed stuff and the fed. That's the cool one. Yeah. We got the stickers and everything. So, um, if you like us, support us, buy our stuff. If you don't like us, I don't know, buy our stuff still. (laughs) Um, so we've got that. Also, this can be heard on anywhere you listen to podcasts. So we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe there uh, share our episodes. We appreciate that as well. We're just trying to get out there in front of as many people as possible. Yeah. And talk about some controversial stuff. Talk about controversial things. Here's something that's fairly controversial. Is this today's topic? Yeah. Let's go. Guns. <laughs> Which when you mentioned said, you want to talk about guns? I was like, yeah, talk about guns. Like, that'd be cool. And then what did you want to talk about guns specifically? Well, yeah, let's get that out of the way here is I am pro-gun yes so i'm not an avid hunter but i do hunt i do own my fair share of guns i've shot very many guns i think everyone uh should have at least a cursory understanding of firearms and what they do and how they work and things like that i'm a huge advocate that people need to be able to protect themselves and if they feel that they need to protect themselves using firearms then that's their right to do that sure i think we can agree yeah so on that so far so far on a good page uh, what I think where Josh and I disagree, there, there, there's a butt coming. Yep. <laughs> I think people should have to prove that they know how a gun works, that they know how to operate a gun safely. They know how to store a gun properly and safety safely, uh, before they're ever sold a gun. Similar, similarly to how we do, uh vehicles driver's licensing things like that we so i mean i think the majority of us took driver's ed 
uh, to get your driver's license, you have to take a test. And then you also have to um, take a driving test. So we have to drive a car with a, prof- or a, a instructor in and they grade you how you drive. Yep. So I think that, and this is my honest to God stance. <laughs> this isn't me being a devil's advocate just for the uh, the topic of this this uh, this conversation. Mainly because even right now, March, I heard that March 2020 was the largest one month gun <laughs> sell or the most, most guns have been purchased in the March of 2020 than any other month ever, ever, ever. And I know and nobody was even threatening to take the guns away. Right. Like, in in the Obama days, which I, I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, right. There's no way that more guns were bought now than during the Obama when Obama, Obama was, was crazy. elected. Yep. But apparently, yes, that's what the gun people say. <laughs> so I know for a fact people are buying guns, their first ever gun. Yep. I know for a fact people are buying guns and they're being sold guns that have never touched a firearm in their entire life. Um, to me personally, that's just not okay. I think you should have to prov- or prov- prove provi- proficiency Oof. Oof. Uh, before you're sold a gun. Okay. I know partly (laughs) where you're going to uh, disagree with me, and I want to clear this too, is I'm not advocating that it's a government government, uh, agency that's doing these testing. I mean, I think there are, and there are gun people who... who have private lessons or private uh, instructors that do lessons and, you know, mm-hmm. ways to get, you know, enhanced care, uh, concealed carry permits and things like that. I think those are the right people. Um, but I do think you should have to prove that you can handle this gun and you're a responsible owner of said gun. Whew. Uh, boy, I don't know. I don't know how to even process most of this. And I appreciate that you prefaced it that this isn't a government agency that's going to manage this because I mean, right there we'd be I'd get up and walk out because there's no there's no point in converse, conversing about that. But obviously, the next question then becomes, if not government, who? And if not government, how? Like who pays for it? How is it going to get paid? How does it get enforced? Right? Yeah. I don't think any of those things are even reasonably possible, or are they reasonably? necessary i get i get the the want i think people it is a good idea for people to have a basic understanding of how to safely store a firearm load it unload it um you know if i give you a a firearm say hey aaron you'll look at my pistol i need to take the clip out clear it first and hand it to you open um this is just good basic practice to make sure that i haven't handed you a loaded weapon that you could accidentally shoot me in I think those are good, reasonable things to ask of someone. I don't know that those things are reasonably enforceable or should be enforced. I I can't comprehend why Mm -hmm. they should be enforced and how that enforcement would happen. I think so. I don't have an exact answer, but I think we can kind of talk areas. I think uh, if I want to own a gun, I find an instructor and pay that instructor to teach me how to operate and own safely own a gun. Yeah, I think that's reasonable to ask of someone. Then there's a there's certification saying Aaron went through my uh, program. He demonstrated that he can properly 
maintain, store, fire, load, unload, clean, blah, 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 a firearm. Uh, I can take said certificate to gun store. And then this shows that I can um, fire or purchase a gun. Um, some of that is, like I said, kind of already-ish being done a little bit, like with enhanced carry permits, where you have to go to a licensed instructor or approved instructor and do a, a minimum amount of class time and firing time and things like that. Um, so some of that is already in place. There, do, there will need to be some sort of entity, though, you know, and that's why I think where we disagree um, that... I don't know. I know you don't like the word regulates, but uh, overseas that, you know. And so the, the, the kid that grew up on a farm around guns his entire life, um, you know, has been out shooting, you know, varmin and rodents and whatever. Varmin? Are we in Looney Tunes? <laughs> Darn vermin. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. You know, so the, I mean, they already have a reasonable basic understanding. Why should they then be forced to go and pay money? And go sit through a class that's taking them away from more productive means of, you know, running or operating their farm or doing whatever else that is in life. Mm-hmm. It's not only they have to pay money that they don't want to pay, they have to spend time that they don't want to spend time with. Um, it just adds a barrier to entry for them to be able to go and um, access the firearm that they want. Yeah. That, that doesn't make sense that you would restrict that person um, in that way. Um I think we are you that would be restricting them, but I would probably disagree to the fact that it would be a massive barrier on this person's life. I mean, we're talking an hour class or in an hour test like and those like massive is a matter of perspective for sure. Right. And, 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 And perception. That's again, I don't necessarily disagree that it's a reasonable thing to ask of someone when you do buy a handgun right now or any gun, uh, new from the gun dealer, you fill out a form, they do the background check. And one of the questions that they ask you is, do you know how to safely operate and store this, this weapon? And you have to check the box. Yes or no. If you check, no, you can't buy the gun. If you check, yes, you have to buy like, then you're allowed to buy the gun. Well, allowed to progress in the purchase of the gun. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so they're already uh, uh, asking you the question and raising that uh, kind of warning signal. If you say, like, no, I'm not really comfortable, it's like, no, that's perfectly fine. We've got some classes that mm-hmm. uh, you can take, more than willing to take you in the back and give you a 15-minute rundown uh, of how to do that. And I think that's a good measure that a gun store could and should take uh, under consideration. Right. Um, also, they're kind of it's a similar it's not exactly the same but um i have a young son and a young daughter if they wanted to go hunting under a certain age they have to take a hunter safety course if i wanted to be a mentor for them i would have also had to have taken a hunt the hunter safety course um however i have not personally ever taken that course However, I'm still able to hunt after I'm a certain age type of a thing. So I think something along those lines as well um, could be administered. The next thing with, with this idea of, of restricting people's ability to just go out and purchase a handgun unless you've done sort of some sort of approval and you know knowledge set is is it is it even a problem that people are buying these guns? Is it causing a problem in our society? 
where there's, you know, enough accidental discharges that is causing damage to other people and their, you know, property and their life and, you know, whatever else. Like, I understand guns are guns are uh, uh, dangerous, quote, dangerous, right? I mean, they can be dangerous if you're not operating them well, but so can a lot of things be dangerous if you're not operating them well or taking basic common sense responsibility measures and doing them. Mm. We don't license those things. Like, like what would be as dangerous as a gun that we don't license and or regulate? As dangerous? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Uh, the first thing I think of, though, is like riding a bike. Riding a bike can be dangerous. For yourself, not as much for other people. Yeah, fair. If I run into you going on my bike, you are probably not going to die. Or a car too. Like if a car hits me, the person in the car is not going to be right. You know, nearly as effective as the person on the bike. So that's fair and reasonably saying like those two are offset in measures of danger. I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I try and say riding a bike is as dangerous right. as wielding a firearm, um, especially without you know responsibility. Yeah. Somebody starting a a, a fire in, at a campground. Like we should, we should probably regulate and restrict and license that to make sure that you properly know how to extinguish a fire and have a fire so you don't cause a forest fire. Um, you should have a cursory understanding of yeah how to start on and it's, but we also do. Have, so you can't camp until you have passed well, a class that understands that you know how to go camping. Uh, but we also do have people that manage that campground that double check all that stuff. We have that that added layer of once you check out camping that somebody goes around to make sure that you know you didn't leave things around and make sure that the campfire is appropriately put out and things like that there's also you can't just make a fire wherever in the in the national forest parks you can you go, uh, you go out there hiking and you go like not at but there around. are rules oh right there are rules around you know so we regulate how so you can do you start have to fire? show proficiency that you've read those rules before you go you don't and should you? Mm. <laughs> you? You see what it starts to do, though. Like, you start regulating guns in this fashion. I don't know. It starts to carry over into every other industry. Like, well, that's dangerous. You should you should uh, have an understanding of proficiency. You mentioned driver's license, too. There are millions of people driving on the road that do not have a license. Yeah, there are millions. And they're not causing problems. Any more problems than the people that are licensed. But if it's proven that they are not proficient in driving that vehicle... I mean, they could be pulled over, they could be restricted, they could be put in jail and things like that. For, yeah, I suppose for not turning with a turn signal at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> or Which, swerving or not knowing the laws and running through a stop sign or things like that. I mean, never committing an actual crime that produces a victim. Yeah. Equally so, when you when you buy a handgun, if you don't have the proficiency that, that you're talking about and you live your entire life without ever harming another single person with it, like what law they really broke right well nobody's broken any laws i just personally feel that um part of it's a perception thing um i think for whatever reason right now we're in an extremely divided uh state of affairs for whatever reason people think that we're closer than ever to <laughs> martial law and people raiding your home for toilet paper and for water. And we're going to have the purge here pretty soon. And to the fact that they need to go out and buy firearms and stock up on ammunition. Um, there's obviously a larger issue around that. Why people think that way. Sure. You know, um, but also too. 
you're not going to shoot someone. <laughs> the vast majority of these people who think they're going to buy this gun for protection are not going to actually protect themselves with the gun. And then it becomes very dangerous for them, potentially. But what's the point of having the gun if you're never going to use it? And again, it's a perception thing and you have the right to own the gun. False and sense of security. True. I mean, that's that's what it boils down to a lot of people. Well, at least I have the gun, you know. That's never been loaded, never <laughs> been fired. I don't there are people that I've have literally seen that don't know how to open the ammunition box. Mufta. That scares me. I mean, <laughs> the odds I ever run into that person, well, no, it's not because well, because they can't even load their fucking gun. Right. But it just seems that and maybe maybe this is a sense of um what's the word I'm trying to say? Where you meet in the middle. Like compromise. compromise. <laughs> I'm struggling today, guys. Holy smokes. Maybe it's an maybe it's a level of compromise to where the people who are like no one should have guns to the people that are saying that oh, I should be able to own a tank meet in the middle some way where everyone has the ability to buy a gun you just have to take a take a a, a, a 30 question test what happens to all the criminals that or or people that don't want to go through the you know, private sale type of thing there's, there's yeah, just, we're never going to no get around. Way, we're never yeah. going to get around that. I don't think we can. I think there's this would be interesting to pull some data up that uh, if you do impose a restriction, even even if it was an industry imposed restriction, right? All the gun shops got together and, and unionized themselves in a way that said um, none of us gun shops are going to sell guns without people doing this task for, you know, watching a YouTube video or showing a basic, you know, a 15 minute course on, you know, here's how you break down your gun and, and put it back together type of thing. And, you know, here's how you reasonably load and unload and pass safety tests and like just basic stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was just at Shields and I bought my AR 15, he sat down with me on the table and he broke the whole thing apart for me. You know, this is how you. This is what this part is called. This is how you clean this thing. Um, this is how you handle it safely. I mean, it was a fifteen to twenty minute thing that we went back through. Um, he broke it down and wiped it down and put it all back together, and then I broke it down like right in front of him. It was really really cool experience. Right. Uh, so it's it's reasonable that the that the industry could self regulate themselves to say we're a part of this group that doesn't that wants everybody that owns a gun to be safe about it, responsible, yeah, and be responsible. And I think that's a valiant effort. Um, and, I, and I appreciate and would applaud that effort. Mm. Uh, I also think that it would drive sales into a gray market industry where people will go through those steps to buy, you know, guns that way and then just resell them private sale yeah. at a 10% markup so that people that just like, I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'll pay to not have I'll to pay to it. not have to do that. Yeah. So somewhere in there, that limit has to be made. Mm hmm. Where that barrier is just enough where people are like, yeah, that's fine. I'll watch a 15-minute YouTube video um, while they're processing my uh, you know, background check right. to buy this weapon. Or even even that, just providing free training. Yeah. Yeah, free training would be an amazing way. I mean, think of if you're a large sporting goods store. Mm -hmm. And in a given Saturday, you have, I don't know, <laughs> we'll say 50 
as a shot in the dark because I'm sure <laughs> now it's a lot more, but there are some days where there are zero. So let's say you have 50 people buy a gun and you offer those people free uh, training class mm-hmm. where they have to come back a different day. I mean, that's like retail 101, really, right? Yeah, for because sure. You're, you're, getting, back in their store. you're getting the people back in the store. You know, there's an additional add on sale. Well, you need the ammo, you need magazines, you yep. need all these other things. So you're selling more items per sale, which retail again, 101, getting them back in the store. Also, if you're a massive retailer, um, you pay a certified instructor. You pay in the same if there's one person or yeah. 10 people, right? So you could give them a bunch of free swag. You could give them a bunch, you know, give them a free T-shirt, Bob's Gun Store, whatever it is. Yep. Like, you know, get your advertising out there and use it as a as a way to uh, promote your store along the lines of, listen, we care about our community. Mm-hmm. We offer these for free when our competitors don't yep. because we want Absolutely. people to be safe, things like that. Again, that doesn't help my point saying that people need to buy <laughs> things, need to pro- show profic- proficiency. Um, I just think it puts a black mark on the the industry, especially such a hot debated topic of, I mean, there are literally, there are people who say we should not own guns. No one should have guns. Nobody should own AR-15. No one should own whatever. And it's like, I don't believe that, but I do believe that we should know how to use what we own. Let's pivot a little bit because I want to get your thoughts and I I mean, we know what your thoughts are, but... (laughs) We, we have had issues in Sioux Falls within the last few years where people have broken into a car and stolen oh, a gun shit. out of a car. Or people have actually broken into a house and stolen guns that were unsecured within the house. They went on, and I, I don't remember the specific details, but let's say hypothetically somebody steals your gun that was laying in the backseat of your vehicle mm-hmm. and commits a crime. Should you be held liable for, or should you be not liable for that specific crime, but should you be, uh, should you have, I mean, be penalized in some way because you didn't properly lock up your gun? Yeah, I know, I know the argument because this this happened not long ago too. Yeah. There's a string mm-hmm. of vehicles getting broken into and handguns being taken out of the glove box or you know the center council type of thing. Yeah. And people are saying these I mean, people need to be fined. They're AR-15 that got stolen. I mean, there's some there's some yeah, yeah, it was crazy. The one the one argument that I probably disagreed with the most was that if you um are found so not even if the weapon was found used to commit a crime like a robbery or another murder that you'd be penalized it was just simply if your handgun is stolen you should get penalized Mm. who in their right mind would would voluntarily report their stolen firearm out of their vehicle true so now you have a whole bunch of guns out there that nobody even knows about that 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 were stolen so that's like the worst possible thing that you could ever do right likewise if you say well if that weapon was ever used in a crime uh, we're going to come back and charge you. Equally so. Why would I ever tell the cops that my my, my firearm was stolen? Right. I'll, I'll 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 just let it go. I'll let it be stolen. I'll try and deal with the situation myself. Not ever alert the uh, police that someone stole someone who's already now a criminal because they stole my personal property. Right. Is is, well, is broke now broke in or you know or yeah. broke in like whatever it is. So now this criminal is now armed. And I don't want to tell police about it because if that person does commit a crime, maybe maybe the police are out looking for that 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 individual, and that individual um, starts a firefight with the police. 
instead of, you know, getting pulled over and they, they get out and start shooting with my weapon. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden I'm penalized for that action. Like I just wouldn't report it. That's it's, it's the worst possible thing I can imagine that, that someone would try and impose. But the gun can be, well, in most cases, the gun can be, um, traced back to you. Sure. Yep. Unless the serial number is filed off, things like that. How, how does it work, though? And I've always been interested in that. Uh, if I private sale a gun to Joe mm-hmm. and Joe private sales that gun to, to Jacob and then mm-hmm. Jacob private sales it on and on and on. Yeah. Do they sit there and go and trace back all the way to say, yeah. um, hey, you're the original owner of this gun. Did you know that it was used in this yeah. uh, crime? So what they do is they go to the federal database. Uh, then they go to the manuf- and I could the, the steps may not be exact, sure. but in, in theory or in you know kind of in practice is how it goes is they go to the database by the serial number they know what manufacturer what type of gun it is a Ruger is it a Smith and Wesson whatever then they go to the gun manufacturer where did you sell this gun to then they say I sold it to Dix okay then they go to Dix and they say. Who'd you sell this gun to? I sold it to Josh. <laughs> they li- that's literally you how th- rat. That's what dicks will do. Like, oh, like, sure, like the sporting sure, yeah. goods store. So like, so then Smith and Wesson or Remington will say, I sold this gun or it was a part of a, a sale to Bob's sporting goods store. Yep. So then they'll go to Bob's sporting goods store and they'll say, Hey, you sold this gun uh, around these dates. Cause this is when it was manufactured. This is when Remington shipped it to you. Who did you sell it to? Well, I sold it to Josh, Josh Sopko. Then they find you and they say, Josh, uh, this gun was sold to you. Is using a crime. Where is it? What happened? You're like, I sold it to somebody like, how do you prove it? So you should doc, you should document if you're doing private sales, you should document it sim- similarly like if you're going to be selling a vehicle privately man that makes me mad why do i have do i have to an- if, they, if they approach me and say your gun was used in this crime do i have to like they would have to if you can't prove that you do not no longer own that gun you're gonna have a harder time i personally believe proving that you didn't whether yeah, it's commit the crime i don't or- answer, i don't answer questions cops <laughs> you're gonna need a warrant and you're gonna well, need to they'll, they'll get it i mean they know that they, they know they sold the gun to you they know is at your address they know your name they know your social security number they know it's to you so if you can't prove that you sold that within a private sale and again once it gets to that part i'm less i mean you'd have to talk to a police officer detective right. or whatever to, to understand you know what actually would happen but i mean technically in theory if you can't prove that you sold it to someone it's on you. You, you I, I suppose then in that case you'd have to prove that you um, were in no way otherwise connected to the crime with you know alibis and you know whatever else. So and then unless, but if there's a law that uh, in that area, because I believe and I don't and I, I don't know this actually as a fact, are there laws that if your gun gets stolen and used in a crime, right. is is that against the law for the person who technically owned the gun? I'm sure I know there are in certain states, certain areas, wow. and things. I don't know that it is in South Dakota. Um, I don't know. I think so. Every gun that is sold, especially by a certified federal firearms licensee, so any big sporting goods store, any yeah. gun shop, FFL, they are required to provide a gun lock to you. So when you bought oh, right. your yep. guns, you know, so if yep. it's a if it's a handgun or if it's a long rifle, you know, it goes through the bolt, goes down through a magazine, but, and then it locks, and then it's a keyed lock. Um, 
so that with that in there, there's no way that you can load the gun. There's no way that you can fire that gun with that thing in place. They're a massive pain in the ass because they're all on a separate key and they're on these little tiny keys. And, you know, I have them obviously for every single one of my gun and I have no idea where they are. (laughs) Um, But there is technology out there now that use fingerprints and to unlock or to secure your guns. And I don't know, man, I I struggle with that a little bit. I feel like if your gun is in the back of your car, somebody breaks in your car and takes it. That's a little bit on you. A little bit. I don't know what to degree. (laughs) And I'm not saying that you should go to jail. You should be fined a billion dollars. But I'm saying, like, just think, though, if somebody took a gun out of your car and went and murdered someone. Like, that sucks. I think that's going to be heavy on anybody's conscience. Yeah. And, again, I've had a gun in my console. And I've left it in there when I've been places and things like that. And... Uh, it was all legal. I had a concealed carry permit at the time. Now in South Dakota, you don't need a permit anymore. Um, and yeah, I think about that and I have unsecured, I've had unsecured guns before and things, you know, if somebody breaks into my garage, then what, what happens? Right. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, w- f- I want to report it to the police and know that the police are going to do everything they can to recover my property. <laughs> I guess it's similar too, man. If somebody steals your car, I was I was, I was just gonna bring that up. They're, runs they're, over someone. Yep. They 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 steal a baseball bat and start going around and 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 damaging property with the baseball bat. Are are you responsible for the property damages now? One thing that we didn't cover either about just in the whole regulatory factor of uh, being educated and on the safety and knowledge of owning and, and distributing a firearm is the uh, gun show loopholes, right? The ability to go to a gun show, which we can't have right now because <laughs> of the pandemic, uh, which is disappointing. But that's one that's that's a pretty unrestricted sale there, right? Mm-mm. Is all it, those is it people still the same background check and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those people are need to be well, and I can't speak for every gun show in every state, uh, but every per, any person who sells a gun on a behalf of like a com- as a company needs to be a federally an FFL federally or whatever it is federal yeah, firearm yeah, license yeah. type of a thing, um, and so they still do the background checks and everything. Does that? Uh, does that- go by quantity of guns like to be required to have that license like if i have a stockpile of guns and i want to start redistributing them to people and selling them do i need a license to sell it um good question yeah i'm not i don't know i don't exactly know i think because then 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 that brings up the point that every if you were to have this regulatory system in place now all these gun stores would now have to implement new processes into their business, which costs money and takes time. Like, so who's going to cover those costs and mm-hmm. things like it kind of just adds a lot of pieces to a puzzle. Yeah. In my opinion, that's, that's highly unnecessary because I don't think that we have a problem. Yeah. With I think the benefit of an FFL too, is you are then able to buy guns at wholesale. Oh, sure. Potentially, you know, and so you can buy them directly from Remington, directly right, 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 from right. Ruger, wherever. Um, so you can get them cheaper and make a, make a profit on them when you sell them. I think that's probably a, a, a big reason why. Uh, Which but, is crazy that you can't just go to Remington and buy it anyways. Like, why can't I just go buy a gun from, from Remington, the manufacturer? You might be able to. Without, have, like, if I want to buy 100 guns from Remington, can I just go to Remington and be like, I want 100 guns? 
what kind of deal can you make me? <laughs> you probably can. I mean, all these manufacturers have e-com. Well, not all the big ones have e-commerce websites sure. and things. So, but I'm assuming they just have their own registered firearm firearms dealer license, right? You know, and so they're just selling it as their own FFL. So they're li- just- licensing a permit is kind of making me angry right now. We're gonna get on that here pretty soon. <laughs> but in the context of guns, like it's, I think it's a reasonable ask uh, of a business or entity or company to um just at least if it were me what i would do if i was a a gun store and this was really becoming a conversation and more of a necessary thing and say look we require that everybody while they're waiting for the background check they watch this 15 minute uh, youtube video Mm -hmm. it shows you the basic ins and outs of how to load a handgun if they're buying a handgun like let's just show them a general handgun for sure uh i i think that that's reasonable and that's good i love the idea of offering free uh, free training, like yeah. here's 30 minutes, you know, access to our gun range for, you know, 30 minutes. You sit with the instructor, mm-hmm. um, he goes through, you get a chance to put some, some rounds down range. So you get a feel for the weapon, what it's actually like to shoot. Um, I think those are not only, uh, reasonable, but worthwhile asks to yeah. make of someone, but, and it's, it's, it's noted to point out that a, f- a firearms dealer can turn basically anyone down for any reason yep. too. So if, if someone came in and said, hey, yeah, I just want a gun because I think I think a Democrat's going to get in office and I, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know. I just I just want to be able to shoot people. They can literally say we're not going to sell you a gun or if somebody's drunk or if somebody's acting odd, they're they're well within their rights to turn away someone and not sell them a gun. Um, I don't doubt that ever happens or happens very often. But, you know. Equally with the question about if your uh, weapon was stolen out of your car, you know, unsecured or even, you know, if it was reasonably locked up and somebody bashed the window in and took it from your glove box. And then use the bolt cutter on the, you know, thing. Yeah. There's no way you can prove that you actually had it in there type of a thing. Right. And then that and then that weapon is then later used in a crime. If somebody walks into a gun store and says, I'm going to I need a gun because I'm going to go shoot my ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, whatever, man, you know, here's your gun, though. <laughs> and they still right. sell it. And that person goes and commits that crime. Uh, is is the gun shop then liable for the actions that that person committed? I don't know. I don't think so. But or or should they be? How do you prove any of it? <laughs> you know, I think, you know, what's interesting, though, and this is related, unrelated, but um, relatively recently, um Sandy Hook, the the parents of kids mm-hmm. who were killed at Sandy Hook were allowed to sue Remington. Yes, I remember the that. maker I of the. I haven't followed that, but that's still in action, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for a while, they're saying no, you can't sue Remington uh, because they just made the gun. They didn't right. fire it. They didn't shoot people. They didn't come into your school. The person bought the gun legally, or however the person got it. I don't remember exact details, but. Uh, yeah, apparently they found that, you know what? Oh, wait. Yeah, you can, I guess. So now they're, Remington's got to go through all these lawsuits. Oh, that's rough. Which I, I struggle with that. Yeah, for sure. But I knew this was a flimsy argument a little bit. I still don't. <laughs> I still don't. Uh, again, I don't want government pushing things on people. I think part of the government's responsibility, however, is to keep us safe. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not saying they do a good job. They they don't. And that's but not, it's part of their job, duty. No, it's just not. It is. 
It is. <laughs> what? We'll have a whole episode to unpack this specific topic. Is government's job? And to I think keep if there safe. weren't so many, if there wasn't so many instances of overreach as there is, <laughs> people God. wouldn't care as much. Thank you, Daddy Government, for protecting <sighs> me from the pandemic. I'm surprised we didn't get into the Second Amendment and being, but I'm okay. We didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Second Amendment is a worthwhile endeavor, but it doesn't do anything. Like, with or without it, I still have the right to to protect myself by whatever means necessary. Yeah. It's it's words on a piece of paper. It's true. Everybody says, I'm a, I'm a 2A guy. Well, good for you. Like, I don't... What does that mean? means... I buy guns. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a personal freedom guy. So there's that. That actually has some PF guy. Yeah, there you go. All right, everybody. What do you think? Hams. <laughs> you know, when I first took the first drink of this, it's been a while since I've had a hams. There is this after tone to it that brings me back to the high school drinking days. Because this is just cheap. I bought this six pack for five dollars. Six pack of sixteen ounce cans, sixteen pounders. By Pounder. the way, these are pounders. These are hams pounders, and it was four dollars and some odd change. That's awesome. I handed her a ten, and I got a five and some change back, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" This is up. It's union made. Amen, brother. <laughs> Support your local union. <sighs> Brewed in true family. Tradition from the purest water and the choicest barley and malt. Barley, malt, grain, and hops. I don't know if you've ever been to Milwaukee. It's a beautiful city, but they don't have the cleanest water. That's bullshit. That's why they put a bunch of barley in it. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, Steins? Liberty Steins? It's not a terrible beer. It's like, not. It's, it's a bad I mean. rap. It tastes like every other cheap lager type style beer. It, does, it doesn't taste any real different than like a, even a Budweiser to me. The Budweiser, Paps, Hams, they all kind of taste the same. And if you disagree, then you're wrong. <laughs> no, I don't care. You're probably right. But to me, they taste all the same. I don't, no, they're, they're all in the same. Like a lot of times I compare this. Like I just want a good old classic American beer. And this, high alcohol content. This, this is that. I'm giving it a three. I'm going to do a three and a half. This, this is good. It's decent. I like it. Okay. All right. What oh. about you guys? Do you think uh, you guys should have to lock your guns up? There's. <laughs> Do you think you should have to have proficiency in shooting guns? And and if so, how would you how would you enforce it? Like I just I just don't. I don't know how it could happen, man. Or if it's necessary, I just I don't see it. I think worst case scenario is some idiot does something and shoots someone and dilutes the whole. F- it just gives the anti-gun people more things to say yeah they got a lot of things to say but oh well check us out online beerbaseballtyranny.com buy some merch merch all of our audios up there we try to get our video and stuff up there <laughs> otherwise on youtube anywhere you listen to podcasts so all right take care guys thanks josh thank you for listening to the america beer baseball tyranny podcast you can find us online at beerbaseballtyranny.com and on Facebook and Twitter at ABBT Podcast. You can view videos of our episodes on our website and on YouTube, and you can listen to them on your favorite podcast listening platform. 
Our theme music is Not Drunk by The Joy Drops. Until next time, friends.